Hello, hello. This is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I'm your host, Alicia. I'm a certified life coach and an accountant. I'm certified in the state of Connecticut to assist individuals in an act of domestic violence and also a sexual abuse situation. I'm also a survivor of domestic violence myself. Self-Discovery is here to assist survivors in rediscovering themselves through my podcast with relevant topic where we discuss how, why, and solution. This um, afternoon is going to be a little different. This is where I'm going to interview um, various individuals throughout my community, um, whether it be in my state or out of my state. I'm going to interview into um, individual and ask their opinion on domestic violence, sexual abuse, just what their thought and these people, um, I don't know if they are survivors or they're victims. I have no idea, but that's not the question at hand. The question at hand will be, what is your thought when you think about domestic violence? And so before we get started, as usual, I would like you to get out your notebook, pencil, and paper and write, write whatever resonates with you. And once you... Um, once you write down whatever resonates with you, then you are able to share that information um, with, with your friends, co-workers, or anyone. And one of the things about asking people in general what their thought, this will instill conversation. Conversation that needs to be had where we're not talking about it. We whisper about it. We talk in little huddles. But um, I'm hoping um, this will stir up enough conversation between us. Because we need to talk about it. Domestic violence, sexual assault, abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse, whatever you want to call it, it's not going anywhere. As long as we live and we exist, it's going to happen. Same sex, old, young, it will happen. So my first guess is Elizabeth. Hello. And so, Hi there. so tell us, what is your thought when you think about domestic violence? You know, uh, Alicia, I think that there's a lot of um, misconceptions about what exactly domestic violence is, like what encompasses domestic violence. People, I think there's a lot of uh, people uh, tend to think about it as like physical violence. Yes. Whereas Domestic violence can look many, like many different things. Like you mentioned financial abuse. There's all kinds of forms of abuse. Psychological abuse. Psychological abuse. Mental. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. Like it's not just, you know, someone putting their hands physically on you. It is all of that, that the, the emotional, the psychological, the financial abuse. Yes. It can look like many different things. So that's number one, one of the misconceptions, I yeah. think. that. But also I had mentioned about, um, about demographics. A lot yes. of people, they think, you know, uh, abusers are going to look a certain way. Oh, my God. Or yes. Gonna, right? Oh, my God. That's yeah. one of the biggest known ever. Absolutely. And people associate domestic violence, poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, certain cultures. Minority. Minorities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. Mm-hmm. For myself as a survivor, when I stayed in my safe house, I, that, and that was, oh my God, over 40, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, um, I met 
women from all financial range, exactly. all background, mm-hmm. wealthy, mm-hmm. poor, mm-hmm. good jobs, mm-hmm. and they're all in that position. And usually what people see that give them that idea, they see the woman at the end tail. They mm-hmm. see them after they've been beaten down at their last wit. That's when they look beat down, rugged, rough. Mm-hmm. But they didn't see them before they got into the relationship. Right. They were well-dressed, well-mannered, sophisticated. And a lot mm-hmm. of these women, and that's another thing, they think they're uneducated. Mm-hmm. A lot of these women, PhD, all the alphabet after their name. Mm-hmm. And people wonder, if you're so smart, how could you be in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hate that question. Mm-hmm. I hate, strong word, dislike that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact is that these women... Even though they're strong, we all have some sign of insecurity somewhere. We all have something that we're craving for, and that person can identify it. And through that, what we are searching for, they provide it temporarily mm-hmm. to suck us in. And once mm-hmm. we're in, then from there, it's hard to pull out. Because a lot of time, these women do want to leave because logically, they identify they're not in the right place. Mm-hmm. But emotionally, it's not that cut and dry. Right. To That's walk right. away. And so domestic violence does not discriminate. That's right. Uh, they always say it, 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 it doesn't care what you look like. That's right. How much money you have or what ethnic background you have. Mm-hmm. They don't care. That's right. Because there's somebody for every victim. There is an abuser lingering That's right. around. That's right. And so I, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. that's my pet piece. Oh, it, it drives me nuts. It drives me crazy because a lot of people, I think a lot of people who don't have a good understanding of what domestic violence is mm-hmm. they are judgmental oh. and it's it's crazy because well, I don't use the word crazy but it's, yeah. it's not right because because domestic violence can happen to anyone and like you said you know a lot of women some women will say you know oh you know it's not something oh if a man ever did this to me I you <gasps> do not judge because it's not something that happens overnight it's um it's it's uh, not something that happens overnight. It's yeah. not something where, like, you know, uh, it's something that happens gradually over time. And a lot of these <sighs> women, a lot of uh, victims are, you know, it's like they, it's like one morning, it's like wake up and it's like, wait a minute, how, like, it's been now how many years and, and before they're able to identify really what's been going on. And something that can't put a word, um, a title to it. But yeah. um, ladies and gentlemen, I have yes. another guest here who just popped in. I just wanted to add something. Uh, <laughs> uh, introduce guest. yourself. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm Fred. Mm-hmm. And Hi, I'm, Fred. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I just, I, I noticed that we were saying it doesn't discriminate. I noticed there was a use of women and also... It, yes. It can't, yeah. I know, and then you said victim. So yep. it, just, it yep. doesn't discriminate That's any right. gender. No. Yes, right. Absolutely and right. Same sex. Mm-hmm. Um, old, young. Mm-hmm. I have a right. story where Men, younger male, guys female, are absolutely. chasing older women. Grandma stalking them and doing not-so-nice stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the way they stalk them. Mm-hmm. They might have actually had intercourse, but they stalk them where they... Have access to their house, go in there, draw, pull their. I mean, I don't even want to get into that here, but believe me, it doesn't discriminate no, no, between age and gender and, and all that kind of good stuff. But um, as you were saying, a lot of these um, individual mm-hmm. that's in this relationship, it sneaks up on you because I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm, when I do speaking engagement, one of my big topics is positive affirmation to your children, negative and positive affirmation. We don't realize it. 
um, when we speak to our kids and we say, dumb fuck, excuse my language, and blah, 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 blah. That's an affirmation. If you say it enough, mm-hmm. it becomes an affirmation. An affirmation right. is something that's being repeated over and over again. So when we tell our kids, oh, you're handsome, you're beautiful, you're smart, and they suck it in. That's right. You're stupid, you're ugly. They're sucking mm-hmm. it. It's the same process. Right. Like just just you yes. your words wisely with your children. <laughs> yes, and be, and be yeah. conscious of what you're saying. You can say, yeah. your action is stupid. You know, not you, but your behavior. Because those things can be changed. You know, you didn't think this through. You know, um, you know, never call your kids ugly. Period. Yeah. That's just yeah, my thought. No, absolutely. Um, but absolutely. when fam and like a lot of times when I speak to a lot of um, families with their children, this behavior on their part is not intentional. It's not done intentional. Sometimes it's a joke because they were treated that way growing up, and they felt, "Oh, I survive. I'm okay." Are you really? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But one of the things that this leads to, and I, I try to explain. When you tell your kids these negative things unintentionally and you tell them how much you love them, you're setting the base for them to be an abuser, to do something to them and say, I love you. Because if mom and dad who protects me and loves me said those things about me and that's how they show their love, when this abuser does the same thing and then back it up with I love you. And everything is forgiven. We're in a good place. They're (laughs) just like mom and dad. That's right. And so we don't realize we set the tone Mm -hmm. for our kids to be in a negative situation. And the simplest thing, calling your kids clumsy, because I'm going to tell you a story. One of the things abusers do with people, how they chip away from you, and that's how you don't realize what you're in. You know, your parents call you clumsy. You meet this person and you trip. Oh, I'm so clumsy. Mom and dad always say that. My big sis say that. And they pay attention. Mm-hmm. They're very good listeners. Yeah, they pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then- it doesn't, it can, you can be anyone, whatever age, and just does not discriminate. And I think, like you said, you know, a lot of people, there's a road that gets you there. It's not exactly something that you just embrace it's right. just a, it's a it's a it's unfortunately like a, it's a journey that gets you there it's, and it's 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 you know it just kind of sneaks up on you unfortunately yes it does and that's the part and one of the things i just like the most the question that's asked constantly why didn't you leave hmm. um and one one death one of my pet peeves why didn't you leave the next question is from people much and say because it's both. I see a few survivors, and people who have never been in the situation or think they've never been in the situation. Come up with the conclusion. Well, if you had did A, B, and C, mm. you wouldn't be there. Those are my pet peeves. Can I comment on that? Yes, please do. <laughs> um, those questions come from a place of judgment, oh, yes. and that yes. is what that that's what irks me so much about pet it peace. is. That those questions are not coming from a place of, oh, I'm really genuinely trying to understand how you got from point A. That's coming from a place of judgment. And it's not, that really is, that, I, I don't even know how to begin to answer. I, I oh, know, like, my pet it's, is. <laughs> it, 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 it's not, it's not, yeah, I, I almost want to say someone who, a victim in that position, like, don't even, like, you, you there's no way you can explain explain this the person who's asking those questions is not 
asking really for clarity. But people act and they, 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 they press, they press, they press the question, and it, it annoys me because they're not. But but I don't think that, that I don't think that they're being genuine in their in their wanting to really understand because that's not how you would frame a question if you genuinely want to understand someone. Like okay, so like what happened in your journey? Like in this whole experience, mm-hmm. you're not gonna. Well, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? That you'd be surprised. It, you're you're on point with your thought. So that judgmental. is the genuine way to ask someone what their journey. But a lot of people don't think. Because a lot of people who, who who are not who are judgmental, they're they're not knowledgeable about what domestic violence really is. They're judging, and they're coming from a place that's impure. And they're coming from what society view is. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important to yeah to understand like when that pivotal moment is that that this person is brave enough to say, "I've had enough," and this I how do how can I get out of this and starts their journey on trying to get away from their abuse. Thank you. And when they share, for someone to come at them, to ask them that, why didn't you leave? And the sad thing about it, I do believe most individual for the first couple of years or during the first process of their toxic situation, they don't even realize, they don't have a title for it. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't even say they're in a domestic situation Mm -hmm. because at the moment when you're in the middle of a tornado, Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't see out. Right. You, can't, you somebody outside can see and and put a label on it, but you personally, in the midst of this tornado and the chaos, you yeah. have not identified mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. So you yourself, someone yeah. would approach and say you're in a domestic thing. You might look at them like, huh? Excuse me. Yeah. That's not what yeah. I see because it's not what you see. And so there's a there's the disconnect and people outside need to realize that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes, it takes practice. So they have to be patient on both sides. As long as the person who's asking is not malicious, their intention is not negative, you know, they have to be patient on both sides. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely, definitely one of my pet peeves. Yeah. And then the next pet peeve is people who judge harshly who in their mind they've never been in a domestic situation. And my sentiment and my comment to those individuals are if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're struggling with them because I know people who are in a relationship with male female and they're trying to get with them but they can't they the guy get with them then he leaves them or the girl get with them and leave them and they're going back and forth that's abuse that's emotional abuse and so once again, those people that I know, a lot of people who um, who I've spoken to about it, and mm-hmm. you know, we go back and forth about it, and I let them know, all because your your situation doesn't look like mine, mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have not experienced it. Right. You just did not identify it and clarify right. it, and mm-hmm. you're still in it. When mm-hmm. you're still in it and you're not happy mm-hmm. and you're not pleased and you get your heart get broken by the same person five, six times, mm-hmm. that's emotional abuse. Yes. yes. That's psychological I, abuse. I people don't really know also, too, like they can judge from outside uh, and if they know both sides mm-hmm. of the relationship. They can see and judge and say, like, well, that person's not abusive. But you don't know until you're in that relationship right. with it. That person may not be abusive mm-hmm. to other people, mm-hmm. but to that person they are they are. 
So it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, a lot of people, oh, but that person's nice. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh. But, but he's so amazing. He's yeah. so gentle and kind appearing. That can't and, be. It can't, it can't right, be true. It cannot right. be true. That's, but, a, that's, it, that's a really good point, Red, because, um, you know, uh, a lot of times, and I always say this, you know, the only person who really knows is the bed partner. The spouse. Yeah, it's the is, bed, is the bed is, partner. Yeah, it's the bed partner. Like, the only, the bed partner knows where the bodies are buried, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, All the bed partner. All so, because me. how people in public and in our public relationships, people send the representative. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they send the best version of yeah, themselves. You're right. So, right. Who, who they are in an intimate romantic relationship can be very different than who they are in a platonic relationship. Right. So, you know, when it's almost like gaslighting mm-hmm. the the um, the victim and and the victim, it's so it, that is really a um, it's yeah, a very exactly good point. What Red. it is is gaslighting. It's a very it is it's a very good yeah. point, Red. And then another point you were making, mm-hmm. Alicia, mm-hmm. was about the um, not knowing about uh, some individuals not realizing they're in an abusive relationship. Yes, like um, for one, I think a lot of people they they um, they don't think that emotional neglect. Is abuse. is abuse and it absolutely is when the person intentionally is doing it they yes. suck you in and then they yes. drop you and leave and they come back and suck you in yes. and they drop you and leave they're playing with your emotion and your emotion yes. is going up and down and you're creating chaos in yes. your space mentally stopping you from mm-hmm. moving forward and you wonder why you can't leave this person mm-hmm. and you logically know that you should leave this person. You have talked it out with yourself. You have talked it out with people around you, yeah. but you don't leave. And well, because there's always an up when there's a down, right? So yeah. That's why it can just keeps you going. <laughs> but but that's the thing. That's those individuals yeah, judge. Yeah. I find some of those individuals are very judgmental yes. because they feel they're superior and they're not in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's my pet peeve. That we have to be mindful. I know we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. But we have to be mindful at times because I've made a mistake where I've, I'll sit there and think something is this and it's not. And I always take pride in to pull back and revisit the situation again because let's be clear, none of us is perfect here. Right, absolutely. Not. And right. even though we don't want to judge, we do judge. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we think we're not, we are. And it's not the sense that we judge, it's just identifying when we are. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. That's my thing I learned from my coaching class. Okay, good. That good. Um, good. we all judge, and to, it's not the sense that we judge, but to catch yourself yeah. in the midst of it and pull, back, read it, pull it back in. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, review the situation clear. And to me, that's the thing when those individuals are quick to judge, not stopping to reflect on their life and realizing. Do you realize what you're saying to that person over there? Why don't they leave? Mm-hmm. Why are they still there? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that question. Why are you still there? Why won't you leave? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key thing people need to realize as we supposedly support somebody in this situation or sit next to someone and try to coax them supposedly mm-hmm. to leave a relationship or they're in a negative relationship and we why wonder why they're still there, we need to stop and take a look at ourselves. Can I, can yeah, I throw oh, please. one more thing in? Um, you know, one, here's a, an example of an abusive situation a lot of people don't quite identify, they don't realize it's, it's, it's actual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about people who are players. Oh. <laughs> people who 
play the field. They that's abusive to their partner. Oh no, kidding. And and you know, well, I'm I'm a, don't hate the player, hate the game. Wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. Like, even you know what? Hey, even Britney Spears spoke about being an abuser. Mm-hmm. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart, got lost in the game. Ooh, baby, I mean, that, she's saying she's a player. She's playing yeah. with someone's heart. That's abusive. I yeah. think we all go ahead. Just don't hurt them. Yes. Like, just try in life. Try to do the least amount of harm mm-hmm. as you know. So if as possible. <laughs> yes, it's true because um, unfortunately life is delicate. Right. People will get hurt. Right. But it's about the intention. Mm-hmm. And once you realize it's not going to work, it's what you do afterward because mm-hmm. we're going to get hurt. When mm-hmm. you, two people come together mm-hmm. and and someone leave before the other person is ready, ready. to separate, mm-hmm. then obviously someone is going to get right. hurt. Right. That's the natural course of life, mm-hmm. love and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's when you intentionally realize what you're doing is hurting this person and you stick around right mm-hmm. or you, you continue to you, do it you, or you use them in the situation yes. when instead of thinking about the person's best interest is to set them free if yes. you don't have the best intentions for that person's heart mm-hmm. if you realize this person is not the one for me let them go to find the person who is able to yes. say this person is my 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 per- my person Yes. Like, let them go. You're not doing anybody any favors by, you know, comforting them with lies. That's yes. not... Yeah, stringing them along is a Yes. Piece. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Yes, and that's the thing. And, you know, um, and that's one of the things I think that as in a household, besides the teaching our kids signs of abuse, because that's mm-hmm. important. A lot of times, parents don't have that conversation with their children, male and female, mm-hmm. because abuse... Boys can be abused Absolutely. as well as girls. Absolutely. And that's the conversation we need to have with our children, telling them that this is what a relation, a healthy relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. And these are the flags and signs that to let you know it's not healthy anymore. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, you need to take certain action. Obviously, you can't, you can't make them, but mm-hmm. I think laying the foundation down for them. Because when we're young, that's when we make all the silly, goofy mistakes mm-hmm. or things that we shouldn't do. But as we get older, hopefully we get wiser mm-hmm. and hopefully. learn. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, listen, nothing is guaranteed. We hope we get wiser. But, um, you know, we can't hope that our environment set the precedence for our kids because it won't. Mm. My mother and father environment didn't set the tone for me for a positive relationship. Mm. So, no, that, that didn't work. I have to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother and father were together, but it wasn't a healthy relationship. Mm. And did my mother have that conversation with me? No. Back then, they didn't think about all that crap. They know you get out of school, you go to whatever you're going to do next, and you get married. You know, those are the thing. So, go But, ahead. I mean, you can also, I mean, I come from a, a positive relationship with my parents. And, so I, you know, I, they were a great example. And, and I found myself in many abusive relationships. So it's, and, and they... We never had that conversation. I don't think my parents ever said, you know, this is the way, you know, it should be. This is what's healthy. I mean, I had the example for me, but I never, they never sat down and talked to me and said, which is what I think you're saying is important to do with your Yes, regardless of what, regardless of what the environment is. Even, even, yeah, because you can have a positive environment and still find yourself in, you know, an abusive relationship. Yes, and I think it's important we need to have that with our kids at different age because we sometimes think we have that conversation with them once and it's sufficient. 
out of sight, out of mind. When you have a conversation with your child at 12, 16, their, first of all, their mindset changed from 12 to 16 to 18 to 20-something. It changed. They keep evolving. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, when you have that conversation at 12, the words are going to be different than 16. Right. And also, when you have it with them, they kind of forget about it. Right. They're not thinking, they don't walk around every day. Okay. It's a conversation that has to evolve over time. Yes. And has to be reinforced. Yes. Constantly over yes. the years. Mm-hmm. Thank so you. So it's like, yeah, so you, know, you have it at 12, age appropriate. Yeah. You know, and then... Again, at 16 or 15, you might revisit the conversation. Yes, based on what the activity is right. out there in the based world. On what's and then again, you want to revisit it again at 18 because, again, as parents, we never stop parenting. Yes. We're going to be, be talking to them when they're 21. Yes. Yeah. Talk again at 25. Yes. Well, even with my daughters, I think I, I what I do is, like, sometimes they'll be talking to me, um, you know, and they're teenagers about relationships in general and and if I something, you know, they're talking about a friend or whatever, and I said, well, it doesn't sound healthy. I said, well, what do you think about that? Like, and kind of put it back on them, and then kind of opens up the conversation. Like, she's just like, you know, I'm, throwing, I'm not sure about, you know, that's a really good way to handle the, the, that situation, and, you know, I feel like they're in trouble or whatever. Like, they talk about it, and then you kind of open up to your feelings about it. Like, yeah, I don't really think that that doesn't sound healthy to me. What do you think? You know, bring those conversations, just even in every relation, you know, relationships they have, friendships, whatever. Yes. Yeah. It could not just, not just, it's not just a romantic relationship, relationship. too. Mm-hmm. It yes. can be friendships. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. and family. Oh, my God. Yes. I had a speaking engagement today, and that's one of the things I told people. Abuse is not just intimate. It could be between your boss mm-hmm. and you, um, and not just sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be a very nasty, toxic relationship, Absolutely. struggle, co-workers, mm-hmm. you know, family members. You know, it, it, it doesn't just limit to intimate partners. Right. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And I'm glad the way you express that because people need to hear how do they address that issue with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, both of you have children. Mike is the oldest dirt. So um, you just stated how you address that issue with your daughters. Mm-hmm. How do you address that with your son? Um, well, he's not quite there yet as far okay. as, uh, to the age where we would address, mm-hmm. um, relationships, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, come to think of it, we haven't, haven't talked about friendships, mm-hmm. like toxic friendships. Oh, yes. Um, the one thing I do, I do, uh, that may be something I'm now thinking we, we probably have to sit down because he is getting close to that age. He's. Mm-hmm. You know where, where that may be something. Even even now, put it out on the table now before we get to that to yes. that point. But um, but one thing I do I do uh, inc- uh I do um, um, tell my son a lot, and we talk mm-hmm. about is um, his um, feeling about people, and trusting his feeling about people, yes. and and if if he feels in his heart that he doesn't like the way this person makes him feel or the, or the way the person mm-hmm. treats him. Yes. Then Going with their gut instinct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Trusting yeah. his gut yes. instinct. Yeah. That's so I important that. because I think young people, sometimes they, they, they haven't quite learned that yet. Yes. So they, they question, but I really want my son at this age to learn trusting that gut instinct. Thank you so much. I love that. I love that. Um, I tell people all the time when I do my um, podcast, when I talk about different things, Trust your intuition. That's right. 
when someone makes you uncomfortable, mm -hmm. whether it be in your face, whether it be on the phone, in your space, in any capacity that person makes you feel uncomfortable, that's a sign that they have crossed the boundary. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just yeah. talking about setting boundaries yes. mm -hmm. in friendships. And, yes. Yep. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. We yes. talked about yeah. boundaries and, and friendships. Yeah. You need to nip it in the bud. Once they make, you need to express yourself, whether it be mm -hmm. verbally. What you're saying doesn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, you know, you, it's, you have to take ownership, too. Sometimes they say something and it's not about them. It's about how you interpreted it. But still, the fact that if something is said or they're present mm -hmm. or how they conduct themselves make you the slightest uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you need to push back and say, you know, something I'm not comfortable. Not pushing the blame anywhere, but just letting them know what's taking place at this moment. I'm mm -hmm. not feeling it. That's right. So we need to cut it. Mm -hmm. End it, remove. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to leave the space or somebody needs yeah. to shut it down, right. whatever it is that's going on. Absolutely. And let them feel confident that they can do that. Mm -hmm. And then give themselves the time to evaluate am I overthinking it? And that's where parents come in or a mm -hmm. close friend so they can have that conversation to say, so and so took place today and this is how I responded. Mm -hmm. And get that second opinion, parent opinion, brother, older sister, whatever it is, opinion to say, okay, that's me having my own issues going on in my head, and I took it to the next level. But at least you know your triggers. Right. Exactly. You know your triggers. You know what triggers you. And when you see that person, you can explain to them, not in depth, you never want to give people, I feel my, my thought, you never want to give person anyone too much ammunition about you. Right. But you just want to share, you know, these topic doesn't do well with me, so mm -hmm. it's not something I want to discuss or right. better yet if they did really cross your boundary and it wasn't you it was them don't do that again right that that doesn't right doesn't work for me right. and teach them the right way to say it where everybody can walk away feeling okay mm -hmm. because the worst thing you want to do is protecting yourself is beating somebody else down mm -hmm. and making them agitate and create more tension mm -hmm. especially if you have to see this person this person wasn't wasn't done intentionally mm -hmm. they were just doing their thing mm -hmm. right so, setting the, the, that setting those, being comfortable setting boundaries. And yes. um, so that's something we do talk about, Good. my son and I talk about. Um, but another thing that I, uh, we talk about is being okay um, walking away from toxic relationships. Yes. That's something where I feel like, you know, a lot of times kids may feel pressured into having relationships with people, maybe because it's a family member mm -hmm. or they've been friends since they were three mm -hmm. years old or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but to be okay saying, you know what? I really, I would much rather, I don't want to be friends with this person any longer, or I yes. don't want this person in my space mm -hmm. for whatever reason, yeah. like your reasoning, if you feel that yeah. way, that's okay. Yes, it is. And mm -hmm. even if it's a blood relative, right. it's okay. That that's that's something that I I've taught my son. Teach him because it's I teach him because mm -hmm. it's an ongoing process. Yes, right. It's something we we revisit, and um, you know, family. Uh, we I teach him. Uh, family is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be blood. Mm -hmm. So. You know, it, it, that it's okay if, if someone is toxic, regardless if they're blood or not. It's okay to walk away from that that relationship. Good. No, you shouldn't feel guilt about it. Yes. Like, there shouldn't be guilt. Yes. Or shame or anything. Yes. That person it's no longer okay. that person no longer serve a purpose yeah. in Especially, your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think people tend to think, oh, well, that's family. Oh, you please. Know, there's gonna be there's gonna be guilt there, but you shouldn't. No. You know, Put the guilt to the guilt. side. Yeah. Your mental state is more important mm -hmm. than that person. 
feelings and if you you know and they should understand because there is a reason mm -hmm. i feel when people cut relationship there is a reason mm -hmm. people just don't wake up and say i don't want to speak to susie anymore or mm -hmm. billy or harry That's or right. dave there is a reason something transpired mm -hmm. and if they're on the same age then something is not right because believe me the other party also sees something mm -hmm. if it's an adult they definitely know something going on. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go there with that, but right. mm -hmm. they definitely know something going right. on. Right. So that absolutely, but that's yeah. teaching young people to be okay with that and to still be able to stand resolute in their feelings about not cutting, severing ties with this individual, mm -hmm. regardless of oh, but that's your uncle Johnny, or oh, that's your cousin Susie, yeah. and share that and share that feeling with their mama, whoever they confidant is, whoever that right. person that they feel trusted and comfortable with, share that thought with them mm -hmm. so they have an adult mm -hmm. supporting them who in can, their right, action. Yeah. Who can support their decision. Yeah, because absolutely. they need that because as a child they can get bullied. Right, absolutely. And they want that support system to be there so they need to come clean and explain and that's one of the big things I think parents have a difficulty is having that relationship where their kids will come to them and tell them something about another family member. Mm. I think that's a difficult task, mm -hmm. especially if the child sees that, that other people have rules in their household that someone, you know, you may not have the same rules as Johnny's house, but mm -hmm. still it's, you know, social media is definitely yeah, something you should be talking about and setting boundaries with too. So this, uh, you know, abuse doesn't happen. Yes. Right. Well, my God, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation <laughs> I've had with these two beautiful young ladies who have children at different age. And it's nice to hear different perspective on abuse. And it comes in so many different format and impacts us and our household in so many different ways. Um, we're going to wrap it up because these mom do have kids to attend to. <laughs> um, I don't have that issues anymore. My kids are old as dirt. So um, with that being said, I want to thank both of y'all so much oh, for well. participating in this impromptu. Yeah. Yeah. Impromptu. I called them up at the last minute. Listener, this came to mind. I want to have this discussion. And I thank you so yeah, much for welcome. participating with me openly and just dropping whatever you were doing. Including your children. Don't talk about my children. <laughs> I really appreciate that, though. With further ado, I just want to say, um, remember, self-love and self-care with positive affirmation is feeding one mind, body, soul, and spirit. Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. My podcast is dropped twice a month. You can follow me on social media. Uh, my website is SurvivorEmpowerLifeCoachFinancial.com. Um, you can pretty much go to my website and there you'll see access to my podcast. You'll see my social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm everywhere. Um, I'm a life coach. I not only do domestic violence, but I help in a variety of different things as well. I'm an advocate for domestic violence as well, not just a life coach. So with everything being said, thank you all very much and You're welcome. bye everyone. Thank you. Bye.